Welcome to the Beyond High Performance Podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. To sit back actually take a moment to actually think about things and then move forward. And this is one of the greatest things that I have learned from you is never make a permanent decision on a temporary emotion. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Your Finest Hour. In this episode, I, Chris North, get to interview Novus Global coach Ethan Schultz, uh, along with his incredible client, Nick Pompain. Nick is a real estate entrepreneur in Minnesota who hired Ethan as his first coach ever. And today we get to talk about how his company has been able to grow their team to the largest that it's ever been, increase revenue beyond what they thought was possible ever, and most importantly, how his relationships with his team, his family, and himself has completely transformed. On a personal note, Nick is probably one of the most passionate and charismatic people that I've ever met. He really embodies the spirit of what it takes to get results in this work, and I'm just so excited to share his story with you today. Really hope you enjoy the show. Are you looking to become a coach? Are you looking to grow in your ability to coach others towards amazing results? Coaching is a booming industry, and with certifications everywhere, it's hard to know where to start or who to trust to train you to make a real difference in the lives of others. That's where the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching comes in. This isn't just an online course that you buzz through so you can call yourself a coach. At the Meta Performance Institute, you get to learn from coaches with thriving coaching practices, phenomenal track records, and some of the most successful clients in the world. The content is tailored to you, depending on where you are and your coaching abilities. We have courses for people at every level, whether you're starting completely from scratch or you already have a six-figure coaching practice, the Meta Performance Institute can help you get to the next level and serving others powerfully. To take our free assessment and see if the Meta Performance Institute is right for you, just go to www.mp.institute. That's www.mp.metaperformance.institute. We'd love to work with you. Welcome, Nick and Ethan. I'm so excited for today for a lot of reasons that I, I'm sure as people are listening, they'll, they'll find out as, as it unfolds. I think the, the biggest reason I'm, I'm excited, Nick, is just because of who you are. <laughs> and every time that we get to talk, I've realized that I can't sit down when I talk to you, Nick. He's <laughs> one of those people who gets me so excited every time that we get a chance to, to communicate it at all that I need to be walking around and ready. So I'm really excited for, for Nick to be on the show today. And then Ethan as well. Ethan is Nick's coach. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit more. Before I, before I just steal the whole show here talking, I would love to hear what the origin story is of how you guys met, how you guys came together. Nick, what, what prompted you to hire a coach in the first place? All of that. Sure. Yeah, I think it's, and Ethan, please jump in uh, when you want, but it is actually really interesting because I actually knew Ethan prior to Ethan becoming my coach. And I would say that we were actually friends prior to getting into a professional relationship, which I think is also really interesting. I I was on a panel for, uh, it was like a, it was like an entrepreneur, young entrepreneur panel. And Ethan happened to be at that same event. And I think I was talking about real estate and my job as a real estate broker. Afterwards, Ethan and I just started getting to talk and and we had created uh, like a kind of a, call it a young professional group, but it, we call it the breakfast club. And uh, it's just a bunch of young people or I guess younger people in various jobs. I mean, we had an attorney, we had a, you know, a freelance person, we had a guy selling medical equipment. So it was a bunch of random people that just were kind of like-minded and and we would meet at a hotel every Thursday morning for breakfast. And then one day, uh, one of the guys, PJ, our friend PJ, uh, said, hey, I'm going to bring in Ethan. We're like, oh, cool. And it's like, oh, then Ethan started showing up to breakfast club. And from there, the friendship, the relationship grew. And then all of a sudden, one day, randomly, Ethan made an announcement to the group that he was leaving for California. And we're like, oh, and that was kind of that. And Ethan and I just stayed in touch a little bit. And then you guys came along. I didn't I didn't know that Ethan was a coach or what he was doing. I know he moved out. He was at that time when he first moved out there was doing things for charter, I think still. Right, Ethan? Yeah. Yep. I was in corporate. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I do. And then Ethan, you know, contacted me and was like, Hey, I'm doing this coaching thing. Do you want to talk? And I was like, I I don't even know what this is all about, but years later. Yes. Yes. So years goes by. He's trained as a coach. He's been in this world. 
So yeah. he left Breakfast Club and, and came to my world. Yeah. <laughs> is a whole story in and of itself. But just for for people listening, uh, Ethan Ethan was in Rochester, Minnesota at the time, and and that'll become relevant later with one of the questions that if we get to, uh, I'd be really curious to hear both of your thoughts about. So he reached out, Nick. He he said, "Hey, I'm doing this coaching thing. I think you'd be a good candidate for somebody I'd like to work with." I'm assuming something like that. What is your what's on your mind? What's what's happening for you in that conversation? No, that's a that's a great that's a great question, and and you know there is some history to that too. My father, who was a, a big influence, uh, incredible influence, he was my mentor. He was the person that I could go to to not only obtain, um, I, I guess I'll say, unbiased feedback. Even though he was my father, um, it was also very honest feedback, and I. After he passed, uh, my dad passed in 2019, I feel like a part of me was lost naturally, right? Sure. Um, but it was a huge loss for me because he was the person that I would go to for anything, especially business stuff. Uh, my, my father, I actually purchased the company from my dad and his partner. And okay. so it was one of those things where I felt lost. I did. Um, I, I felt lost when my dad died for various reasons. And there was a, a void that I just couldn't seem to fill. Mm. And I really, when I talked to Ethan the first time, I was, I was very open to this idea um, because life in general was just, look, it was great, right? I mean, I, I found my beautiful wife and we were starting our life together and it was really fun when, uh, when we initially started talking about this because we had just gotten married and these conversations were really exciting for me because I thought a lot about it and said, geez, well, maybe this could be that unbiased um, person who would push me, not only in work life, but just life in general, because that's what my dad really did for me. And, you know, it took a few conversations and I think like anybody that goes through this, I, I've listened to these podcasts. I'll find myself smiling and nodding my head, like throughout the entire, all of these podcasts. And I think for as being high performers and things like that, we all think very similarly. But when Ethan was talking to me and then Chris, when we got on, I think it was the second time, everything that you guys talked about with me just really resonated with me. And I remember then talking to my wife after the second conversation, Chris, it was after our initial, you, Ethan, and I's initial conversation about, hey, I think this is something that I really need to look at doing for myself. It was just amazing the response that I got from my wife. Like, she was so excited. Um, she was like, Nick, I think that's like the most wonderful thing. Like, do it. Like, just do it. And I was like, oh, well, like I, I like I was like, wow, this is like an incredible response because I wasn't quite sure like what the response would be. And the whole decision to do this was something um, very personal. Um, sure. Obviously, no one's ever going to be able to uh, take place, obviously, of my father. But just being able to talk to you guys completely unbiased and you guys can push me to become better. And not only, like I said, from a business standpoint, but just be a better person in general has been truly life changing to me. And I know it's only been, I think, I think it was September, guys. I'm pretty certain it was September. So we're still talking just a few months. But the changes that I've seen personally in my life have been incredible. And it's not only something that I feel, but others actually notice as well, which is the key yeah. thing. And naturally, I'm a, you know, Christy, you kind of alluded to it. I, I can get people excited and I'm a natural person to, you know, be excitable and get people motivated and things like that. But I think it's completely different because it's not only that now, but it's happiness and joy every day. I'm very grateful for that. And I know I told you guys in our initial meeting, if nothing else comes out of this other than me waking up every day, being happy, excited, and feeling joy, the job has been done. And I can honestly tell you that it's happening and it's just going to get better. Yeah. Thank you for all of that. I, I'll just let you talk. I love that. Um, 
<laughs> you jumped, you already got into my second question, which my first question is just for people listening. I would love to know, by the way, the second question was how it's working at home and, and how your wife is interacting with, with the work. We'll get back to that because yeah. I'd love to press into some details there. Yep. But people don't know you and they don't know what your successes have been. For some people, this is really easy. So for some people, this is really difficult. But I would love for you to unpack the the business you're leading a team i mean originally when we when we first connected it was it was uh, to talk about the team and i've met some of the team they're amazing talk about what you do and some of the company and then also even some of the nonprofit stuff that you that you have your hand in just give us a, a 30,000 foot flyover view of who you are and what you're up to Sure. So it's 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 kind of complicated. Uh, <laughs> people will say, well, what do you actually do? And it's like, well, uh, I just basically say real estate. For a job, it's real estate. I have a, a business partner. He and I own uh, Realty Growth Incorporated, which is a full service commercial real estate brokerage firm. We also started a management arm again uh, with uh, another colleague of ours um, and partner about three years ago. And that has really like gone crazy. And we can talk about that later. But so that's, uh, I would say my main focus. And so we help represent buyers, sellers, tenants, landlords with their commercial real estate needs, whether, you know, that's a 300 square foot office space to, uh, you know, a $10 million sale of an apartment building or a hotel. Yeah. That's the main facet, I guess, for me. Uh, but I'm also involved in, uh, I have two other partners and we manage uh, upwards of 650 hotel units uh, between Rochester and Minneapolis. We do everything in that area from developing hotels to acquiring hotels. And so we'll put together the capital and the partners to raise the money to purchase a hotel. And then we end up managing them. So that's been a really cool gig and been really fun and a great way for us to build some passive income as well. And the main managing partner on that has just been really great for us, uh, for my partner, Herschel and I, Matt's been amazing to yeah. run the operation side of things for us. So we can focus on other things in the growth of that company as well. Yeah. Um, so from a professional life, right, that's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's fun because mm, there's never a dull moment. And yeah. <laughs> constantly changing hats from, you know, a brokerage to a hotel guy to a dad to a nonprofit guy. And nonprofits also are very important to me. My father founded the Gift of Life Transplant House in 1984, uh, which is the two that we know of, the largest uh, hospitality house in the nation. That's been a big part of my life. It's been around for longer than I've been born. And yeah. so I kind of like to tell people I, I grew up in it. And um, it's really been fun because this house houses transplant patients and caregivers pre-transplant, during transplant, and after transplant. And it's at an incredibly reduced price. Um, some uh, people can't even pay, um, it's uh, $30 a night. Some people can't even pay that. So oftentimes people will stay for free and people are staying, you know, anywhere. If it's just a routine checkup a couple of days to, I know someone that was there for three years wow. uh, waiting for a transplant. And so um, that's been one of the most rewarding things in my life um, is yeah. to be a part of that. That is a legacy that my father created um, for my family um, and something that I can always be very proud of and, and continue in that legacy, which has been really great. It's just a wonderful place. And the people that have come through those doors end up becoming family to us. Yeah. And that has been really fun. So I like to say, you know, my family is fairly small. Yeah, it's an interesting story on my dad's side of the family, which that could be a whole nother podcast. But I say I have a huge family that's from across the United States, because literally, I mean, we are friends with hundreds of people and they become like family because we see them every time they come back. So yeah. huge part of my life, huge part of who I am and why I am the person that I am. Um, and a lot of life, life lessons have been learned from that nonprofit specifically, but of course, yeah. others as well. Well, and that and that actually is a great segue to Ethan too, because I'm curious, Ethan. You, you've obviously you know so many people, and I'm wondering if there's anything specific that stands out about Nick that you were like, this is the guy that I want to reach out to, the guy that I want to connect with. Tell me a little bit about what your thought process was 
in, yeah. uh, in reconnecting with Nick again after so many years. Well, absolutely. Well, I don't think I ever had to reconnect with you. I think we stayed connected. I think uh, oh, okay. it just came up in a conversation later after coaching was going really well. And I was just like, man, who do I know that really would pour into this or that could run with executive coaching? And Nick, came to mind right away when I was thinking about that and sitting in that. But going back to Nick's story that he was sharing, I, I'm, I'm thinking like, if it, I was picking up on some of that as you were talking, Nick, of why I think you're so unique, which is you're just, you're such a giver <laughs> and you're, you're natural in your giving. You can see that in the history of with your father's origin and what he's created and how you join in on all these nonprofits, you're on boards and you don't even think about it. You, you do it out of the pureness of your heart, which is what I really, really love about you and I love working with you. And and the way that you show up in the coaching space is is just so humble. Ethan, I was gonna well, I love that you said that. I was gonna slow you down. I go to like how is how does Nick show up in the coaching space? Yeah. That you love? yeah he he shows up just like a sponge and and ready to apply it. And uh and I love that about you, Nick, because like that that I think is what gets in most people's way in a coaching space or a lot of people's way is that I, I, I'm going to have my judgments about what we're speaking on or what you're getting coached on. I'm going to have that judgment come up and, and you don't, you never judge. You are there fully open and, and that's a gift. That's a gift. And, and then you're, you're in high of integrity and, I think that that's where all of these opportunities or these people, these this like you say, you have a large family. It's no wonder <laughs> that you that you're the guy that you are and that you have these people because that that's that's just such a gift to have that. So I hope that answers your question, Chris. I, I think it does. Yeah, and, and one of the things is we can all tell by now like Nick is a real likable person. And what's interesting is so many times I think when when there's likable people. There's a there's a an energy there. There's a vibe there that's created. There's a relationship that's built, and oftentimes, some somebody can Nick. I'm not saying that you do this, but some sometimes without realizing it, we can have that go and be our representative in a way that keeps us from having hard conversations or keeps us from from stepping into something that would would sometimes be uncomfortable. So I'll just ask Ethan, have you ever had to? This is just so I'm so curious. Have you ever had to like scold Nick? <laughs> and that's like that's maybe the the wrong word at but the beginning I mean. at the beginning there was maybe just <laughs> slightly late to a call or something minor like yes, where we we, we, we process it there I, there's some scolding from time to time but not sure. in a total loving way and, and and you receive it completely which is there's so much growth in a broken commitment right that we say it's yeah. the silent cry for help and and it reveals a lot and and you're so open to swimming in the deep end <laughs> and opening that up with us to see what really is there. I think mostly it's just slowing down with yes. this because you're on fire. You're on fire. And I feel that I'm, I'm similar to that where it's like I get so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes we, with our excitement, it, it just we, we can end up missing some things. So that's where, mm, you know, yeah. we get to slow down and get curious sometimes. But but no, you're you're a good pupil, Nick. I don't have to school. Oh, well, I have great <laughs> teachers, right? Um, it's like Star Wars, right? Like I'm a young Padawan is the way I look at this. And you guys are my Jedi masters teaching me all these tricks because, you know, I, I'll never forget, guys, one of the greatest moments, it was a big aha moment for me was I think we were only about an hour into the original training and we were talking about a situation on how things occurred to me. And there's a couple of lessons that I learned. Chris, I'll never forget you drawing the linear line and, and, and going through these things. And you asked me all these questions and it was a very upsetting conversation for me. Um, and it, and it truly was. And because I looked back and it was upsetting because I looked back and I was like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I just think of it that way? And, and I know I've told both of you many times, a lot of these concepts are so simple, right? Like we should, we should know these things. And I think inherently as, as leaders and high performing people, we do know these things, but it's taking the time, like Ethan said, to slow down and actually think about it. It was just eye-opening that first, that first meeting because Chris, you're in, you're exactly right, but I never thought about it. You're like, Nick, we're trained to react very quickly, right? And so yeah. we can do something and move on. Well, that's not always that's not always the right thing to do. And I've I've learned that from you guys to to sit back, 
actually take a moment to actually think about things and then move forward. And, and this is one of the greatest things that I learned from you is never make a permanent decision on a temporary emotion. That is hands down one of the greatest things that I have learned from you. Because I look back at a lot of things in my life, not that there were bad decisions or wrong decisions or stupid decisions. I just feel like sometimes I made decisions and was like, oh, well, now I can't do something because of that. Sure. And that, that I believe has held me back for so long, even though inherently I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. And I want to do that and I will do that. But something happens where it's like, oh, well, no, I didn't feel right or I didn't it didn't go well. So now I'm done. Um, And you guys have taught me that to never make a permanent decision on temporary emotions. What if one call could change what you once thought was impossible into a reality? Novus Global is offering you an exploration call with one of their world-class coaches to explore what you as a leader and your team are capable of. Novus Global is an elite executive coaching firm that works with multi-billion dollar companies, professional athletes, nonprofit leaders in faith and government, all to create teams, companies, and communities that go beyond high performance. Book your call right now, Let's go to novus.global forward slash now. So then, Nick, I love that. What do you do then? So if you're not making a permanent decision, it's, a, it's such a great quotable. And now I would love to see the application of how that applies for you and where you're using that and what some of the results are. Eventually, then, then is what some of the um, measurable outcomes and results are. But first, what do you do? Yeah. So it goes back to kind of what we talked about already about Ethan saying, Nick, you got to slow down. And I know, Chris, you've told me that too. And just like, what do you mean by slow down, by the way? Because, because what so much of the time uh, when people hire coaches or they're thinking about coaches, they, they think just the opposite. Even I think we're trying to, to move towards getting more done in less time with increased satisfaction, accomplishing unprecedented results. That doesn't, and then you, and then you hear slow down. Yeah. Uh, so it seems to me, so unpack that for me a little bit. What do you yeah, mean by sure. that? So I think an easy, or one thing that I wanted to really try to start focusing on, and I've talked about this for years, is development, right? So development of properties and such. And, you know, whatever, even last year, let's call it two years ago, even with the pandemic, I would put together some information on a development and try to think if it could work or not. And I would, I would run numbers and I would say, oh, it doesn't work. Um, I'm done. And it was a quick, it was a quick thing. It would take me, you know, whatever, a couple hours. I'm done. Nope. doesn't work. Doesn't make any sense. And now Chris, I know we talked last month. Now what I'm doing is, okay, can we, Ethan always says, let's get curious around this. Is there, are there ways to get curious around, you know, this development and are, can we get creative? I, I wasn't, I wasn't using that creative side of things or trying to figure out how can you actually make this work? So now it's slowing down and saying, okay, what are, what are all the scenarios? Let's just not think about like the typical scenario of does this work or not, right? By going through the various steps. Now let's think about, okay, but are there other things that can be done? And let's really truly explore all of the options because there's more than just the conventional option. And so that's been really truly life-changing, not only from like, just, I use the development thing, but even from my work and personal relationship standpoint as well, my work relationships with my partners, I'm a very open person and I do like listening. But what I oftentimes did was I had a preconceived notion or I came up with an answer to something that we were going to discuss even before we had the conversation. And so I kind of had already made up my mind without actually cognitive, like consciously knowing that. Yeah, you're the only leader that does that, by the way. What's that? I said, you're definitely the only leader that's ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I would, I would go into conversations saying I was open, but in reality, I wasn't, but I like, I kind of lied to myself. I mean, it's not kind of, I did, but I didn't realize that until I come into you guys. And so, 
slowing down, unpacking those things, going into situations with kind of an op- a truly open and clear mindset. Okay, Nick, like, yes, you might have an opinion about things, but let's like, let's listen and actually think about what the other people are saying before you come in and say, eh, nah, I don't think so. Really, truly slowing down, unpacking what people are saying or unpacking the project and trying to figure out all different uh, scenarios to potentially make something work or be successful. Um, That's what I really, truly mean by kind of slowing down. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes for personal relationships, too. Like even with, you know, my wife, like I my wife is type A. I'm not. And so we work really well together from that standpoint. But at the same time, there's certain things like chores around the house. I might not think it's a big deal. And I if we have an argument or a discussion about something, you know, I'll go and be like initially I was like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense because it's not that big of a deal. And I always had my opinion about, well, gosh, it's really not that big of a deal because eventually it'll get done. But no, it is a big deal to my wife. And like listening to her and take slowing down, taking a step back and being like, well, why is she saying those things? She's not necessarily saying those things because she's wants to, she wants to be mean or she like doesn't agree with me. It has nothing to do with that. It's coming yeah. out of definitely a place of love for sure. And also it's something that, you know, obviously it, it just is something that she wants to be done differently. And in the end, it works out beautifully because it's not that big of a deal. If I can actually add to that, as high performance leaders, we're thinking like, how can I get more done in less time with my slow down? And you said a word, uh, Nick, you referenced exploration. And that's where curiosity can lead is exploration and like exploring what are other avenues or what ways of being are also available. And in, in a lot of that space of exploration, you find out a lot about yourself. Yeah. And and that and that's what coaches love. We get to we get to discover in that space of exploration like who you are that you may not be aware of. And how would you love to transform that or or recreate, reinvent yourself yeah. in that? And I and I love that, Ethan. It's been it's just been so fun for me personally to feel the transformation and how um I view things. Once again, I know I said it earlier, but when people start saying, I know, Ethan, you had told me that one of my business partners had said, you know, oh, my God, like Nick's just different. And like I've heard multiple people, I'm talking like four or five people say that. And it's like, God, that feels good. Like that's like the most amazing thing ever. And like I said, especially when your wife says it, that's the ultimate compliment. And it it just it does. Coaching has truly, you guys, made me a better person. And I know, I think it was with, once again, I know it was within the first hour. I said, guys, if everybody did this, the world would be such a better place. And I believe that all the problems in this world would go away. And I still believe that because it's a, it's a complete mindset shift that you guys have taught me on how to look at life and that shift, I'm still working on it. It's still a work in progress. It's always going to be right. But I can see the changes in my life and just being happier and doing things. And by slowing down, I know I'm sorry to keep going back to that, but by slowing down you guys and learning all this, it actually does make making decisions more efficient so I know that sounds like a oxymoron or whatever. It sounds counterproductive, but by slowing down and learning this stuff, it actually does make my life more efficient. Mm-hmm. Nick, tell me if you if you didn't mind unpacking that even more. If you did, could double click into that and share with with people where, and this might be difficult to go back and, and think through, but a time where you you were thinking in one very like a unidirectional way. And Ethan came in, he asked some questions, he slowed you down and what the results were. Sure. Well, I guess one of the, yeah, this one, uh, one of the big things was uh, towards the end of the year in my business, Ethan, 
asked me, it was pretty random, actually. He asked me like, oh, how are, you know, how are things going in the business and where are you guys at? And I was like, well, let me tell you, like, here we go. This is where we're at. And he was like, well, what, what can we, what can we do to do X? And that. And what was X, by the way? What was your reaction? Sure, sure. So. Because I know that we're talking, I, I'm assuming that we're talking numbers that we don't want to yeah, share with the yeah. world. So it, there was a there was a goal that I wanted to reach. This whole thing is, it, it is business related, but a lot of it was a personal level for me going through this coaching stuff. But we were talking about the business a little bit and where I wanted to go. And I gave Ethan some numbers on where we were at with our budget. And, and Ethan challenged me. And I'll never forget this. He challenged me. He goes, well, Nick... Um, you know, what if instead of hitting your budget, what if you hit, it would have been about a, it would have been 30% more than what my budgeted amount was. And I was just like, oh, no, Ethan, I don't know. This is the fourth quarter and things really start slowing down uh, with, you know, Thanksgiving and in Christmas. It's just, I, I, uh, I don't know, Ethan, I, I, I just don't know. And he goes, yeah, well, if, if you did it, how would you feel? And I was like, well, I would feel like on top of the world. And I was like the most amazing, we we're the most amazing real estate group ever. And he goes, well, let's do it. And how are we going to do that? And we, we broke it down and took the time to do that. And when, when you say broke it down, tell me what you mean there. What sure. was that process with, with Ethan? Like, Ethan, you can chime in too, if you remember details, but go ahead, Nick. Yeah. So, you know, how are we going to do that? Where were those numbers going to come from? How many uh, transactions might that look like? Um, how are we going to get other people excited, which was a really big deal as well? And how are we just going to keep people like informed about the progress? So we kind of, we, we did that and we put that all together and we actually, we did it. <laughs> and and if, if I can add to that, when you, when we broke it down, and, and got specific about how that can happen. What happened to you and the way that you were receiving the whole vision and the way that you it, it occurred to you? Was there a yeah. shift there? Yes, there was a huge shift because it went from being something that I did not feel was attainable to something that was absolutely attainable. And in fact, I could see us going past that. And we actually did by... It was a, it was it was small amount, but we did it, and that to me was absolutely it was mind blowing. And so this year, when we started talking about our goals for this year, <laughs> we did uh, it again. <laughs> when I talked to my we're partners, not going to stop doing that. Nick, you know, I told them, and they were like, "Oh, Nick, I don't. Gosh, I just." I don't know if this is, I don't think so. I think we need to be a little bit more realistic. And let me tell you, I'm a very conservative person. And uh, previous coaching, Nick would have said, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. We do need to be conservative. We need to make sure that, you know, this is, this is going to be something that we're going to absolutely be able to do. But new Nick being in the, now the, the coaching experience with you guys, it's like, no, absolutely not. We're, we are going to do this and we are going to hit this number. And I can tell you guys, if we continue and we will continue to do what we're doing, we will exceed that by 25%. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. And in, in, in my line of work, especially, especially being in Minnesota, the first quarter is is oftentimes very slow. Nobody wants to come to Rochester, Minnesota when it's you know <laughs> negative 30. But I gotta say our first quarter has been absolutely incredible. And I do feel that a lot of that has to do with the energy that is being built in this office space and um, what we're doing and how excited we're getting and the opportunities that we're receiving. And then taking advantage of those opportunities and actually doing something about it. Because I would say that there's opportunities that are thrown at us a lot. And I would say old Nick would say, ah, I don't think we can do it. I, yeah, yeah. We don't, I don't have the time, right? Like we talked about that a lot saying, oh, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. But we do have time. And if we take the time to focus on the things that we enjoy doing, 
that's when things really start to get yeah. fun. This, this is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about where you've come from, obviously where you are, where you're going. It's been a real joy to watch. Some things that I'm, I'm also curious about is you, you had, you had mentioned this a little bit, but just for our listeners who are, are unaware, your team right now is actually not being coached Correct. and you are. Correct. And so they're, they're aware that they're aware of that dynamic. And so I'd love for you to speak to this, the composition of the office of the company where one person is being coached. Now, obviously you're in a leadership role, so it's going to start with you. Um, yep. But have you bumped up against any friction and how have you dealt with that? Doesn't create more resistance, so to speak. So love yeah. to hear your, your thoughts no, on that. Sure. And so, yeah, absolutely, Chris. I think that's an awesome question. And you know, having partners is always, you know, can be challenging, but I've now changed that to challenging. No, no, no. It's not challenging. It's fun. It's fun. It's not challenging any longer. It's just fun. And that has really, I think, resonated with other people. And I can tell you that the energy in my office has just been crazy. Like I, I honestly haven't had so much fun since I joined the firm, whatever it was, nine, 10 years ago. Um, this is the most fun that I've had and not everybody's on the same page and everybody brings the energy now. And sure, you could say, well, it, it starts, you know, it starts with you, Nick, uh, and hopefully that spreads out to others. Um, but I think other people in my mind are really taking on to the things that we I've talked about as well. And I think it's it kind of goes back, Chris, to that openness as well, that true openness, the, the real openness um, and just sitting back and saying, God, I never thought of it that way. And then seeing if, you know, that's the direction we can go. Because I can tell you, um, our team has also grown. So not only from a number standpoint, but our team has grown. And we're having people now like coming to us being like, oh, I want to work with you guys. Um, because I see like, you guys are having fun. You guys bring the energy, like you guys are doing things. And that's what's been really enjoyable. So. And I'm interested too, Nick, like um, a lot of our conversation is around how they're relating to your transformation and how they can adapt to the firm and the vision that you're inviting them into. And I would love to just hear a little bit about how, you know, through your own transformation, you're inviting them into vision and they may be picking up on some of this just by the, who yeah. you become. It's Ethan, it comes down to this. What we once thought was impossible is now possible and it that has been crazy for us because i'll admit we're young okay i'm, I'm 35 and i'm the old guy in the office um which is like crazy and so if you can imagine 10 years ago you know i was 25 my partners were oh my god 21 2021 and we were always called like literally someone called us the dumb kids the stupid young dumb kids and so unfortunately we didn't let that like take us down but we were like oh gosh like uh, there this person's doing that and this person's doing that and we would always say why can't we and and we never really took it past why can't we and I, and I think it was you know it's a it's a combination of things it was you know the confidence thing it was yeah being young and we all did feel like we had a lot more to learn but it was it was also just you know uh, I, I think it was also just not believing in ourselves that we can actually do something really crazy and as the years have gone on we've proven that we can but now with this coaching, it now seems like anything is possible. It has really transcended me to that next level of being like the ultimate person, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I know one thing that we really talked about is just confidence. And it might seem like I have confidence um, from the outside, but internally, I didn't have confidence. And I think that goes up for a lot of, it did go for a lot of us in our office, just because being young and just not being, you know, in the business is long. But what I learned, what I've learned through this is, gosh, we do know a heck of a lot more than we actually give ourselves credit for. And once you guys helped me get that out, my confidence has gone so far up. Like I said, 
I mean, we're getting opportunities, you guys. I'm telling you, opportunities that, like, it's just like, we don't, we, we need to now focus on like a few. We have some exciting news to share with you. But first, have you ever wondered what tools and techniques our coaches use to do what they do at Novus Global? Or maybe you've just wanted a one-stop resource for coaching that you can use with yourself and those you lead. Well, for the past several years, we've been working on a book that shows you how to do just that. It's 250 pages where we pull back the curtain to show you our method for helping leaders go beyond high performance. We packed this thing as full as we could with great tips content, and stories from our clients and coaches on how they apply the tools we use every day in work and leadership. And while our book won't be out until this summer, we wanted to give you an opportunity to begin engaging with the material right now. To do that, go to novus.global backslash book where you can sign up to be a part of the Beyond High Performance Network, where we'll be handing out advanced copies and chapters from the book, doing free interactive webinars with our top clients and coaches, and other free resources and surprises that I think you are going to love. So if you don't want to wait until the summer to get access to the book, if you're longing to be part of a network of leaders that all want to go beyond high performance, or if you simply want more free resources from our world to help you and your team, then head over to novus.global backslash book and sign up today. Do you remember, Nick, that conversation that we had around no longer seeking, but then being sought yes. after? And how do you yes. create an energy and a way of being in the in your in your business where you're sought after? Can you speak on that? Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening, not only from like getting people, Ethan, to work with us. I know, Ethan, in the beginning, we talked about, oh, okay, well, how can we find people? No, people are actually like coming to us now. It's like we, we completely like turned the tables upside down. And so like from that standpoint, we have people that want to work with us. And we also have like from, a, from the business side of things with clients, we have opportunities that are being thrown at us that honestly, I just, I never thought, or we just didn't think that were, that was possible. And we got, like I said, now we have to like, take a look at these and be like, okay, guys, which ones can we like reasonably look at and, and want to look at? I mean, that's, what's so fun. Like now it's not like, oh, we're just going to take anything. No, like now we can like focus and say, okay, maybe that one's just not a good fit and it's okay. Where before it's just like, oh, give me whatever, give me whatever, give me whatever, give me whatever. Now it's like, well, now we, it's, it's kind of sad because you want to help everybody, right? And you want to take part in anything, but we have to, we actually have to like sit back and say, okay, is this, does this fit what we want and what we stand for and who, you know, what, what we, you know, have the opportunities for us as young business owners um, that will take us to that next level. So it's been, I don't know, guys, it's been like an absolute pleasure. It's, it's just been a, a, a really wonderful um, experience um, yeah. that I can say that if anybody's looking at doing this, just do it. <laughs> like your wife told you, just do it. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Nick, there's one other question that I've been really curious about for a little while, and, and it's a little bit personal to me. Uh, probably to all three of us on this call, but there you you exist in a part of the country right in the middle in the Midwest. I I am from the Midwest. Uh, have ties obviously to Rochester. My sister lives there with her family. Like it is, it, it's a place for us. And oftentimes, um, so this is where the question is coming from, by the way. Okay. Uh, and if you're listening to this, think about it in, through the through the lens of of whatever part of the world that you're in as well. Is uh, well, oftentimes here people just aren't open to that kind of work around here. People aren't open to coaching here. It's not, it's not easy. People don't want to have that, those conversations. And I think that I, if I can just be honest with myself, I think I allowed that, that story, that narrative for a while to, to persist. And I said, all right, I'm going to, you know, stay in New York, stay in LA, stay in like, as if it were a part of the country and not a person. And so I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on your part of like your part of the country, your region, and and what some of the sticking points might be there, and how people can can move through them. Why that some of those might exist. It's just a it's a topic that I'm I'm so curious about. And while I have you, I want to ask you about. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I think oftentimes the Midwest. I've always said this. We're kind of, we kind of lag behind like the East and the West Coast with just like everything in general. But 
No, I think as a people, you know, in the Midwest, I, I look back at my own family, especially on my mom's side, you know, being those, those, you know, the farmers, the, the, you know, the get your hands dirty kind of people that never really talked about things. Um, they weren't really open about things. And I, you know, I think things are getting better, especially as the generations have gone on for sure. But I think there's still that that barrier for people of, oh, well, how am I supposed to open up to someone um, that I, I don't even know, let alone how are they going to help me? Right. How are how are they possibly going to help me? And 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 also another thing, too, that, you know, it's just it's I think it's a natural thing to be concerned about is how am I how am I going to reap the benefits from this because I, I'm sure that's something that is on people's minds of, well, the cost, what is the cost? What is the cost? You know, from my personal experience, that cost has been repaid tenfold because you can't put a price. And I'm, I'm sure people have heard this. You can't put a price on happiness and for me, and I know it, this is probably different for me than up with within some people, right? I came at it like you said, Chris, as an individual, not as a business. Yeah. But I knew that if I could do this as an individual, I could bring these things into every part of my life, which is then is going to make every part of my life better, whether that's financially, personally, whatever it might be, and it has, it has, and I know because I've talked to people about it, right? Oh, I don't know about costs and stuff. Look, in my mind, if you do this, you will see the rewards and the benefits of it. And it will repay itself, like I said, 10, 20, 30, 100 times over. And it's just taking that leap, right? It's taking that leap and becoming vulnerable with your coaches because they're there to help. And that's what I've noticed. And I haven't been afraid. Ethan and I just had a pretty serious conversation like two weeks ago. It was a very personal thing for me that I experienced as a, a teenager. He helped me realize that that kind of has carried through in my life. And it was really eye-opening. And I was able to just let it go and be okay with what happened and, and say, okay, look, this happened, yes, but now how do I not have that affect my life and my decision-making and, and things like that? Um, because it's always there, right? The past is always there, but we have to learn. And what you guys have also helped me to do is look at things and be able to, yeah, it's there. It's part of who you are, but don't make that be something that affects you and, and is a negative thing. Let's make that into a positive. Mm -hmm. And how can we change that and then look at it that way instead? Yeah, well, and I, I appreciate you saying that there's a uh, in, in positive, negative. I think what you're talking about is, is this actually serving the vision? Correct. And, it, you know, positive, negative is never really our our thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm tuning your language a little bit for you in real time. And, you know, we, we do that. Is is this helpful? Is the story that I'm living in and ascribing as true, capital T, true, actually serving my vision and where is it maybe not true and where can I, where can I move? And I'm, I'm so, it's been such a joy to, to watch you move through that. By the way, Ethan and I talk regularly uh, in the firm about you and about your company, about <laughs> business. He let me know when you set the goal and yeah. I said, all right, I guess time will tell. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then you, which was fun, was uh, you actually let me know when, when that goal was was surpassed. Yep. It was, it was an impossible quote unquote impossible one, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're uh, now I, the the peripheral vision of of all of this work seeping into all of your community, which I'm really excited about. Thanks for speaking to the to the um, the community element of it and how how things might might work there. Ethan, any uh, anything as we're wrapping out or or uh, putting a bow on this that you want to add? One thing I did also want to add, just I was thinking about it earlier. Like Nick sold a school for five million dollars. Is that right? And then he got invited to be on the school board <laughs> after he sold the school. I just wanted to throw that out there because I saw, I found that so fascinating how that was a, in a breakthrough sale. But then you also got to show your heart and they recognized that in you and wanted you to be in the community. What's coming up for me to wrap this up is just like uh, the power of vulnerability and humility and, and showing up in this space, 
really seeking to to take as much as, out of it as you can. And and then that's just the way you are, Nick. And I, I want to give you praise for that. It is such a joy to work with you. And if people choose to, and I know the Midwest, I'm from, I'm from there as well, uh, choose to just take a step into it with that hat on and uh, and just taste it. Just taste test the work and see what happens because it, it is <laughs> it is completely transformed. As you can see in, in Nick, it's it's life changing. So thank you, Nick. No, thank you guys. Taking you helped me take that leap of faith. Something that I just really haven't done and taking risks. Once again, as Midwesterners, we're kind of risk adverse, conservative. Um, <laughs> taking this risk was one of the greatest moments of my life. And because like I said, it now makes everything that it's like, oh, well, that might not feel right or it might not be possible to being possible. And it starts with taking that risk and putting that step forward with you guys and helping me on my journey in life and my vision in life, which is to build a legacy of hope and love. Yeah, that is a great place to end. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Ethan. Hopefully it's just the beginning. Thank you guys. All right, we have a few more things to let you know about before you go. First, podcast reviews really help us serve more people. So if this podcast is helpful for you, we'd love your help to get it into the hands of as many leaders as possible. Please leave us a review, even if it's not five stars. And if you really want to go the extra mile, let us know what you'd like to hear about more of or what you think we could do better to serve you and the people that you care about. We drop new episodes every week, so subscribe and watch us continue to learn to create resources that serve you powerfully. Speaking of resources, we have a lot online and they're all free. We have free assessments, educational videos, articles from sources like Fast Company written by our coaches and clients, all designed to help you use our tools in your everyday life and leadership. To dive into the free treasure trove of goodies we have for you, go to novus.global and then click on resources. Some of you have been listening for a while and you haven't yet taken that next step to hire a coach. This is your time. I can't tell you how often I've heard from hundreds of clients around the world that they wish they would have talked to us sooner. If you have a sense that you're capable of more, we would be thrilled to explore what coaching could do for you and those you influence. To start that journey, simply email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. You also might be listening to this and maybe you want to be a coach or maybe you already are a coach and you want to build a six or seven figure practice coaching people you love in a way that brings life to you and your clients. Well, that's why we created the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. It is an in-depth coaching apprenticeship designed to help you create the coaching practice of your dreams. The first step in exploring that is simple. Just go to www.mp.institute. That's www.mp, as in meta performance, .institute. And we have free assessments to help you see what kind of training you'd need to create a meta performing coaching practice the way our coaches do at Novus Global. Head on over today. And finally, and for some of you, this will be the most important part. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as senior producer and Jeremy Davidson as editor and audio engineer. We love working with these guys. To find out more about how to create a podcast for you and your business, check them out at rainbowcreative.co. Thank you so much for listening. We love making these for you. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.